Hey, welcome back to the Infamous Podcast. I'm Brian, and you just heard Daryl clear his throat. Um, Championship Saturday, baby. I know. I can't wait. Netherlands versus Team US whatever. And uh, let's go Netherlands. Yo. What'd you say? They're winning 2 nothing as of we're recording 2-0 at, at the half. At the half. Yep. Oh, yeah. This is not a this is not a come from behind United States team. I mean, but no. like what do you expect when you send our D-list athletes over there to represent us at the World Cup? Sure. Again, <laughs> I'm saying sure because I know nothing about international soccer. I know nothing about the US soccer. I don't care. Well, I mean, uh, let's look at it this way. Like the Premier League, the the Spanish mm-hmm. League, like just like kind of UEFA guys when they come when 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 they're at the tail end of their careers, they come to MLS and dominate. <laughs> That says a lot. Right? Like, it's like, well, you could be, like, the number 13 guy or 15 guy on a Premier League roster, or you could be the number one guy in a U.S. roster. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm just waiting for, like, some some basketball NBA players saying, you know what? I identify as female uh, and the tail ends of their careers <laughs> and just going into the WNBA and dominating. He's averaging. Oh. She's averaging eighty-five points a game. I'm surprised Lamar Odom hasn't done that. Let's be honest. I mean, <laughs> that crackhead. Uh. Well, you, you know, it was a very, uh, it was, a, it was a glimpse into the future. The the movie Joanna Man, right? Back in the day, was that uh, the Wayans? <clears throat> I don't know if it was the Wayans, but the uh, I, the guy Miguel something was yeah. played Joanna Man. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. Anyway, um, hey, real quick, it's Christmas season. Go to the show, click on the link to the Flying Pork Apparel Infamous Collection, and and buy someone an Infamous Podcast shirt. Um, all the proceeds stay with Flying Pork Apparel because they're a small business located in Cincinnati. So we don't get anything out of it, but you'll get a cool ass T shirt because we got a bunch of cool designs. Do it. Do it. Do it. Um, but yeah. All right. So this week, uh, there were a bunch of movie trailers that dropped. We're going to talk about the Wakanda Forever box office compared to Black Panther. And then DC Studios has a plan. Or is it part of a plan? Like Battlestar Galactica, remember? Um, yeah, <laughs> actually that's the subhead, but what percent of a plan? So, um, it's better than 11%. <laughs> and that was a real laugh. Anyway, how are you? Do you have a good week? Doing very well. All right. Doing well. Like I said, it's a championship Saturday. It's a big weekend for sports. We find out who's going to be in the playoffs, which, by the way, for those who care about sports, starting in 2024, we actually get a true college football playoff and not what? just the 14th playoff. Wow. Yeah, it, it was official. The Rose Bowl uh, this week had to kind of basically sign over their exclusivity with the Pac-12 and Big Ten hmm. uh, as far as getting the the champion in their game. So 2024, 25 season, we will get that 12-team playoff, which I'm excited for. I wonder if they told the Rose Bowl, look, we're just not going to include you in it then. Well, if they right. didn't, they would have had to wait till 26, and they would have yeah. each year they would have lost, I think, 450 millions of worth of revenue. Oh wow! So yeah, overall, yeah, like just because of what these games are going to make. Oh yeah. 
They should do it like the like the NCAA though, right? Where you play two games in a weekend. Sure. <laughs> like the like basketball. Like that would be exciting. That would be like February. February, uh, frantic February or whatever it is. Uh, frantic February. That's, right. I like, like that. Like alliteration, man. I yeah, right. Like March. The, you got frantic February, then March Madness. And like, you know, you, you literally knock out the 12 game playoff in three weeks. Or two weeks. So you the do it way in they're going to do and give them like instead so of playing like Saturday, sorry, instead of giving them like Saturday, Sunday, like the second one, they do Saturday. You have Sunday off and then you play Monday night. Oh, geez. Yeah, I like it. The way they're going to do it is the first four teams are going to have mm-hmm. a bye, and then everybody else, the top seeded team, mm-hmm. will have the game played at their home arena, or they can choose. Uh, they will be able to choose the venue. So if they don't want to play uh, in Montana, say, for yeah. example, because, uh, they can choose their venue, what have you. So that, I, I do like that. And yeah. then from there, after that second round, after that first round, it all it goes to the different bowls. I'm yeah. not sure the order, but. Very fun stuff. So the Ohio State suck nuts are still always going to try and play at uh, Buckeye Stadium because they don't play road <laughs> well, games. Just, they don't play road games. They well, play no, like three I'm just road games inter- a year. Dude, I'm interested to see an SEC team playing up north somewhere in, <laughs> in, the, November, in, the, in, in the winter. Yeah, right? Yeah. So, oh, that'd be great. Anyway, uh, well, that is cool. I like that. There's a lot of good sports going on. Like, um, NFL's getting close to playoff time. You've oh got, yeah. Like I liked it. Like, I guess on Thursday night, um, the bills, um, beat the Patriots and they're like, are they the team to beat? And then the Bengals are playing the chiefs this week. And they're like, Oh, well, whoever wins, this is going to have the lead in the AFC. It's like, what, what are you talking about? The, 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 the Just let it play out. Yeah. Stop it. Um, but anyway, yeah. Uh, I think in other world news too, before we get to to our stuff, um, Elon Musk dropped a huge Twitter bomb through Matt Taibbi's Twitter account last night, showing receipts of like government collusion and stuff like that. So if you're interested in that, I highly recommend checking out Matt Taibbi's um, Twitter feed. He's got everything there. Uh, Matt Taibbi is uh, a former Rolling Stone journalist. Um, so he's not like a Fox news guy or anything like that. He's actually very well respected and a very good writer. So, um, and if you like him, you should check out his stuff, Substack, unless you want to buy a infamous podcast shirt, which you should probably do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with yeah. the, uh, Matt, I'm going to be the mad King and say, burn it all. Burn it all. Well, like with everything comes out, burn it all. Though. I mean, I'm of the opinion, you know, that the federal government should just, be in charge of a standing military in roads and no other consideration in our lives. Yeah. So I don't want people from New York in California in Arizona controlling like what we do in Ohio, for example, or what you Correct. do in Kentucky. So anyway, all right, let's, uh, let's drop that and let's talk about Wakanda for never. <laughs> <laughs> Um, not good. Here's the thing: is it? It's at 684. So, like, it's cl- if it if it's not breaking even, it's close to breaking even within the next like 45 million dollars, which it'll probably get to worldwide. It's sitting at um, 376 uh, domestically and 308, almost 309. Um, 
internationally. I mean, but it's open to everywhere it's going to open. Where we run into the problem <laughs> is on day 21, it is grossed $376 million in change. And if we look at Black Panther on day 21, it was at almost $521 million domestically. Yes. I mean... Not to mention the yeah. bump in budget as yeah. well. So, and uh, on day 119 of uh, Black Panther, like, the World Cup started, and it was still, like, like you know, it had been out for 120 days. It was still in the theater, and it was still making some money, like you know, in the, the mid five figures to get like, as it was getting closer and closer to it's 702 million or whatever, 700 million, whatever it ended up at. Um, so, I mean, the, the thing about Wakanda forever is, I mean, it is just, I mean, it, like, you know, they're, they're, they, they haven't crossed 3 million yet this week. Um, Saturday, the 25th, was 18 million, which was actually a really good Saturday, or I'm sorry, Friday for them. And then that fell to 17. But then on Sunday, it fell to nine again. You know, it's just mm-hmm. like it, it, they have these little flashes of like, oh, people are going to see this, but then it just drops off. It's just for a day. And, you know, again, when you're looking at that 376 million versus the 500 and what did I say? 521 million. Um, significantly more people were seeing Black Panther because tickets were three to or five to six dollars cheaper. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. you know, on average. So you know, like Disney, Disney has to, and like you know, so Iger, Iger's back. Um, Disney has got to start looking at this stuff and be like, are, are we in this to make money? Are we in this to tell good stories? Or are we in this to virtue signal? Because here's the thing. Is the people you're virtue signaling to do not spend money. They don't want to go see this. They don't want to support anything. And then you have this massive majority in the middle of the, of the – I'm just strictly speaking about the United States because I don't care about the rest of the world when it comes to this shit. But like you have a, a large swath of just normies who just want to go and see a good story with their families and have some fun family entertainment that they can do outside of the house every now and then. Yeah. And that's what the MCU was. Yep. So, And I was watching uh, Kevin Sorbo was on this, uh, the channel, like the valuetainment Kevin. Oh, he was Hercules, right? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Or and what was he the mentioned, sci-fi he, show he did? The, uh, was it Andromeda? Uh, Andromeda. Yeah. Andromeda. Yeah. So he was. T- he, I saw this the other day. He was talking about how they are catering to the smallest percentage. Mm-hmm. And from and, and I don't know if you ever seen. I forgot the guy's name who does valuetainment. A uh, very very intelligent guy. Uh, he he has a lot. He interviews a lot of different people. You know, in in just different, not just entertainment, but just different aspects of being successful and all, and everything. And it's just, he's like, if you're from a business, from a capitalistic standpoint, it makes no sense. So yeah. basically you're telling me that, and he, he made an example of the life settlement business in the sense of life set life insurance settlement, where 
basically you take someone who has a two million dollar policy, eighty in their seventies, they can't afford the up up you know the premium. So this company buy gives them say four hundred thousand dollars and takes the premium because they're you know and they're gambling. You know it's basically a gamble to say that two million dollar premium they're taking will pay off versus what they gave the folks. Right. And he's saying, well, imagine if you're advertising this type of stuff to 18 to 22 year olds right yeah. they're going to look at you like what why what is going on like i don't care about this stuff mm-hmm. and that's what these companies are doing right it's forgetting about how you got here and trying to and again i understand from a business perspective you always want to bring in new customers sure but 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 you want paying customers you also have to take care of the people who got you there. You have oh. to understand that, look, these people are the reasons why we, we're here where we are. And when you forget about why you got where you are, and then you do what you, like you said, these the, these people they're catering to are not paying for this stuff. Yeah. I they're mean, it's not like the Disney the Plus shows, right? They, right. They, they're, 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 they've, this, all, all of this stuff has hit diminishing return and not because of fatigue, because of poor storytelling. Yes, thank you. Because people, I, I see this sometimes where it's like, is this superhero? No, it's not superhero. Fatigue. No, because it's all of it's, Disney. Like that yes. uh, strange world is going to lose a hun- over $100 million. It's their, like, what, Buzz Lightyear lost over $100 million? Or Lightyear, sorry, lost over $100 million. This is going to lose over $100 million. Like, they, they, they learn the wrong lessons from things. Um, you know, like Coco, for example. Coco is very steeped in in Hispanic, specifically Latino heritage and mm-hmm. in, you know, death and celebration of death and life rituals. And it's an amazing movie because it's a cool ass story yes. and it's touching and it has heart and it's written so delicately and, and it handles a really tough subject for families to deal with magically. I thought it was amazing. I thought it was great. Right. And I, that's... A lot of people, Coco is their favorite Pixar movie, and rightfully yeah. so, because um, it's great. Mine's either The Incredibles or Ratatouille, but like Coco's right up there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I absolutely. love Ratatouille or Rakakuni. Um, <laughs> but uh, God, that was amazing. Uh, but, but you look at like this this strange world that came out or whatever it was called. Um, I think that's what it's called. And you had Brianna Wu, who is the director, and she's like, you know, they're all gay. There's nary a white person to see. Even the dog is disabled. Oh, great. You just turned everybody off from wanting to go see this. Like, it's like, okay, I get what you're, yeah. uh, I guess what you're doing here. It's like, okay, well, you know, I'm good. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, 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 there's, there's enough of that going on when I turn on the TV screen. And like you said, catering to the lowest percentage of people. Yeah. Like, and I get it. Representation matters. But, like, Black Panther is not a celebration of diversity. It's not. So. And, um, and again, it's yeah. representation in the sense we, and again, it's almost like we talk about this all the time. And when I say we, I don't mean just us. Yeah. It doesn't, we don't care. As, as audiences, we don't care if a character is black, white, female, or male, if they are written well. Right. If they are given a good story. We don't care, but right. it comes when there, when there's a terrible story, uh, poor direction, and you you know for a fact that the only reason this character is a certain ethnicity 
or a certain gender or or whatever is because they're trying to check a box and they're trying to pander. It comes out it, it comes out clearly. You yeah. know what they didn't feel like pandering? Example, Warrior Nun. That's right. never felt like pandering to never, me. Never, never once. Um, Not one. Yeah. So, all right. This is actually a great segue into the three movie trailers that came out, the three big ones at least this week. Um, there is a, a barf, a great, and a greatest when it comes to how I've rated these. So we'll start with the bad and we'll finish with the good. Ugh. So Ugh, God. The, the, the first trailer we're going to talk about is uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Doom. Um, I'm sorry, Destiny. Uh, whoever wrote this movie does not know the Indiana Jones lore. Uh, not at all. He is far too old to be doing these movies. Far too old. Um, where is Shia LaBeouf? You know, it wasn't he supposed to be like Kentucky Jones taking on the mantle? You know, like didn't he get the mm-hmm. hat at the end of Crystal Skull? Um, yes. And, and here you have crotchety old Harrison Ford and Gimli, like, doing what? And, and he's like, I don't believe in magic. It's like, how can you not believe in magic? You legitimately uncovered the Ark of the Covenant and watched it melt Nazis' faces off. You yeah. took the Holy Grail from a thousand-year-old Templar knight and poured some water on your dad. And it healed him immediately after watching yes. a dude drink from the wrong cup. And again, his Nazi face melted off. Yes. It's just, this is so ridiculous. This is Kathleen Kennedy's MO to the finest. Um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who I love in Fleabag, I feel is so miscast as an action hero. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, it, it's just going to be like, oh, well, she's the young woman. She knows better. Blah, blah, blah. You know? And, you know, even if, yeah, even if, and, and, uh, and we have that part of it that definitely is, is turned my idea of, well, my idea, Indiana Jones ended with the last crusade for me. I'll just put it there. Yeah. I mean, two, Two-thirds of the, the original trilogy are great. Yeah. I did not like Legion of Doom. I, I wasn't a huge fan of that. But then the, I saw the fanfic movie that came out uh, <laughs> Oh yeah, about 10 years ago. And I was like, wow, I miss, I miss Temple of Doom. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's not like it's bad. It's just not on the same level as Ark and Crusade. No, it's, it's not. No. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so, so I'm not looking forward to that. I'm probably not going to see it and I'm not going to lie. Um, but then, then the, this was the first one that actually released, uh, Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Uh, and it's a two minute teaser and it's built in the Bumblebee timeline, which I think is mm-hmm. a, a brilliant move. It's all the G1 shapes and, in and sizes it's got Optimus, it's got RC, um, and it's got my boy. My boy is back. Jazz. Autobot Jazz. Or is that Mirage? It might be Mirage, <laughs> actually, now that like we're talking about it because of yeah, what he but does. Mirage but it looks was an like F1 jazz. car, though. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah, Jazz was the Porsche. Mirage was the F1 car. Yeah. So but... it could be they could be combining just kind of that being Jazz, but he has Mirages. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? I don't know. So, but. but I remember hearing about this movie, and again, Michael Bay kind of killed me on Transformers. His his movies, right. his la- especially the last two. Yeah. And then I saw Bumblebee, and I'm like, dude, Bumblebee is oh, so much wow, fun. Wow, this is actually right? yes, and. Like part of it is one they told a fun story, right? It was something a little mm-hmm. different. It kind of tied into the Bayformers, um, but like the Transformers that we did get to see were all like very noticeable. You could tell who was who in the in the dark. Um, mm-hmm. And then you had Haley Seinfeld, who is just like I mean, we we gushed about her during Hawkeye uh, outside of the pilot. Yeah. Because the pilot was so poorly written, like most pilots are. Mm. Um, but you have yeah. Peter Cullen back as the voice of Optimus. You've got the, you know, the Beast Wars Transformers who look amazing. Like even yeah. the um, the gorilla <laughs> whose name I cannot remember now off the top of my head as I started talking about this. Like he's got the little like fur, like fringe. Like he's, you know, but like RC looks great. Like RC is, is yeah. looks really, really good. Um, my only concern is like, are they going to focus on the humans too much? Because that has been That's the biggest always, problem yeah. of the Transformers movies is it's not about the Transformers. Yeah. It, it's, and again, going back to the customer, mm-hmm. all we want are the Transformers being front and center. Right. I really couldn't care if I couldn't care less since there were, there weren't any humans other than cannon fodder. Yeah. Just, again, where's Shia buff. <laughs> And yeah, Haley no, Steinfeld was she was except she actually the way they re- did Bumblebee, she complimented yes. the story. And again, she wasn't annoying. No, I, I mean, you know, again, part I of her persona, her, her yeah. charisma yeah. and everything. But it looked and again, we can't always tell about trailers. It looked like they are focusing on the Transformers. I hope it was true. And the humans are, I said, I told you secondary or tertiary. I hope they're tertiary characters and they're like in the back backdrop. And yeah. we get a, maybe a couple scenes here and there, but it's 90% of the story is Transformers front and center. So I am I am excited for this, I, which I, I did not expect to be. I am excited to when this comes out next year. Yes, same. All right. And then the last one, because we talked about the Wakanda Forever stuff way too long. Um, mm-hmm. is Gardens of the Galaxy Volume Three the official teaser trailer? Or it says official trailer, but I mean it's what it's a it's under two minutes. Um, it looks good. It looks really good, to be honest. Um, I I like that they're in kind of that classic Guardians uh, uniform. I like that mm-hmm. they're on yeah. the Earth behind the sun. Um, you know, of course you immediately get Drax doing stupid Drax shit. You know, that that was kind of like, oh, did we have to do this? Um, my other nitpick is I think Groot looks horrible. <laughs> um, there's a guy who does a Groot cosplay at um, the Cincinnati Comic Expo, and that mm-hmm. looks really good. Um, and then the Teletubbies space costumes are weird. That was, that was, yeah, that was the first thing I thought yeah. like, Wait a minute, is that Teletubbies? Yeah. What? Is it the Wiggles? What are we what are we going for here? Yeah, I, Jimmy Gunn? Um, so you I 
and yeah. you didn't watch the Christmas holiday special, Christmas I did special not. for Guardians. No. So again, that's when we first get this new Groot, which I still don't get what they're going for with yeah. this. And and again, ten seconds on a Christmas special. It was fun. Uh, it once again reinforced the idea that I can't stand what they've done with Drax. Mm-hmm. I uh, also reinforces how I like Mantis and Palm Clementoff. I think that's how you yeah. pronounce her last name. But it was just fun. It was a fun distraction. It was like forty minutes long. Okay. So it wasn't wasn't that big of a deal. But this, I I love trailers, and that was the thing you said. It, you sent you sent it to me. He's like, this shows at me. At, this tells me absolutely nothing. I love it. Right. I love it. Because it's, it's nothing. There's it, it tells you almost nothing. We get to see them doing yes. their thing, and we get like a glimpse of what is going to go down as the largest missed opportunity for the MCU, the introduction of Adam, Adam Warlock. Warlock. Yes, 100%. Adam Adam Warlock was a was a, a guardian of one of the Infinity Gems um, in the MCU Stones. I believe it was the Soul Stone. Um, yes. And not having him there, considering... Okay, so this is what they... This is how they've devalued the... The Infinity Stones after the Infinity Saga. Um, they went back in time. Loki. They stole them. They put them back where they found them. They've been destroyed in one timeline. And then in the fucking Loki show, they're like, oh, they're paperweights. Then we have thousands of them. They don't matter at all. It's like, fuck you. And this is what happens. Yeah. When you get people writing the shit that don't care about it, that don't watch it, you don't have to read the comics. You don't. But you have to understand how the characters work, the stories that have come before, and at least respect it. And I get it, this generation of, of you know, uh, ideologues that they have writing this stuff now is not, it, that's not their forte. They, they, they can't create anything they can only destroy. Yeah, and they don't respect. No, they have no respect. No, so I'm, I'm like, so this is Gunn's last hurrah with, uh, with Marvel. So, you know, hopefully it goes out with a bang. I feel like you know, um, Taika Waititi did a pretty horrible job with the Guardians and <laughs> Thor: Dumb and Blunder. Um, so they, they definitely deserve some redemption. I think, uh, knowing that gun shot some of the scenes from infinity war and, um, in game with, you know, the guardians characters is one thing, but I I'm of the mind that the Russos, they should have just like Disney should have just been like, here's a couple billion dollars. This is for you. And then we're going to go and we're going to make a bunch. You are just going to make the rest of the MCU for us until, you know, you die. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. I don't know. What what are your thoughts? No, I, I, like I said, I, I have, and we were just talking about how it's not superhero fatigue. It's, I had no, no desire to see, uh, Thor no. in the theaters. I didn't go see it. I had no desire to see Wakanda Forever in theaters. Mm-hmm. I didn't go see it. But you know what? I'm going to go see in theaters. Not only am I going to go see Guardians three in theaters, I'm probably go- I'm going to go see Ant Man Quantum Mania in theaters because those are the two I'm actually excited about. And it doesn't look 
from the surface that they've been tainted by this. You mean the new Wasp direction? Quantumania doesn't look like it's been tainted by this. Where you know, I mean, come on. Come no, on. It, no, it it doesn't. Um, the one thing I didn't like about that is recasting. Even though I like the actress that they recast uh, Cassie as, yeah, I, I'm not. Whatever. Well, but, it's because the actress that they picked to play 16 years old was like 45. In, <laughs> Stop. In Endgame. I mean, so yeah. Uh, well, Catherine Newton. Well, I don't even know how she... But anyway, the point is... <laughs> the point of the matter is that it's yeah. not, it has nothing to do with superhero fatigue. Nothing. No. And, when you, and people that say that just don't know what they're talking about. Or they're trying to cover for the fact that it's just bad movies right. that people don't like to go see. Right. So I don't know. My concern I, my concern is Bill Murray is in it. You know. Uh, yeah, that's that's but but I will I, say I just, this. it's a the for the trilogy, it's been all Peyton Reed. So mm-hmm. that's a good thing. Um Peyton Reed has done a really, really good job making Ant Man a cool character. Um especially the Scott Lang version. And then uh you know, so yeah, I'm, 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 I love Evangeline Lilly, like love her. She's yes. great. Um, and Paul Rudd is a universal treasure. So, yes, um, he is the treasure. But like, as far as Catherine Newton, you know, um, that movie Freaky, she was really good in that. I still haven't seen that. It's and I've so had it good. For, it's I don't so know how good. Long. Like we watched it um, during like spooky season. Um, and then mm-hmm. the movie Blockers, which is more the parents than the kids, was pretty good. Um, but I did not realize she oh, was yes, in I see it too. Detective Pikachu. Supernatural. Oh yeah, I, and I I know her from Supernatural. She yeah. played uh, she oh. played a, she had a, she was in a few seasons of that. Yeah, and she was in Big yeah. Little Lies. Interesting. She was. Yeah, now she I was remember. a daughter. Yeah, I remember that now. So that's what I'm saying. I like yeah. her as an so, actor. Yeah. I, so. I, I do like her. So I I mean yeah. again nitpick, yeah. but yeah, I, I would love this. I like this trailer, and it looks like there's going to definitely be, you know, I think he already said Rocket and his origin is going to be at the heart of this. Yeah, and I mean, you see you it. See you some, see him getting, like, picked yeah. out of the, the you know, ma- mammalian, like, pile of right. um, characters. Anyway, all right. So, so uh, yeah, pass on um, Helena Jones and the replacement of all male characters in Lucasfilm. Um, <laughs> yes to Transformers yeah. Rise of the Beasts. Uh, I think that looks awesome and like a ton of fun. And uh, yes to Guardians 3 because, you know, Guardians 1, depending on the day, is my favorite Marvel movie. If I'm feeling in a very sci-fi move, it is. If I'm feeling in a spy game kind of way, it's Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I've also been collecting Guardians comics for over 25 years. So, <laughs> all right. So you're in on the ground floor. I was. It's fine. You know, it's like it's not a flex or anything. Uh, let's move on to <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to the DC Studios stuff that's happening here. Um, it's a. Uh, very interesting. What is what's going on? Um, so, uh, Dwayne Johnson came out saying he was gonna like be rewriting the DC universe and writing the ship. Blah blah blah. Right. Uh, 
And then they came and David Zasloff hired um, James Gunn and Peter Safran to be the co-chairman of the new DC studios and, and, and get to work. Uh, so then Black Adam came out and now Dwayne Johnson is like just being a little bitch. Like, because the movie, the movie lost money. Um, you liked it, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't like want to put said, words it, it in was, your mouth, but we talked about no, it. No, I, 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 I really enjoyed it. I, again, it wasn't a great movie. It wasn't particularly a good movie, yeah. but it was a fun movie for me. Sure. Um, but Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson is out there blasting the old Warner Brothers re- uh, regime for the inexcusable decision of not using Henry Cavill as Superman. It's like, where were you when they came out and said, well, racist, noted racist Ta-Nehisi Coates and Jar Jar Abrams are going to make a black Superman movie? Where were you to stand up and be like, ah, no, that's a bad idea. You need Henry Cavill. Because at that point, dude, you were, uh, you know, uh, what was it? Franchise Viagra and uh, quote unquote. And you you were wielding a ton more power than you do right now after what is essentially a bomb. Yeah, but this thing is, though, he's still the rock. And he actually 100% has a point in the sense of I'm DC is where I'm they are. I'm not disagreeing. I, I know. I know. I, I know. I think what you're focusing on and is the negatives of him, which... There are plenty to focus on. Unless I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sugarcoat that. Uh, I think he is a he is a fake individual. Yep. We both we've discussed this. I mean, uh, if he runs I'm for president s- and you vote for him, you should be tried for treason. Yeah. No, I, I <laughs> considering that people voted for. Uh, anyway, we're not getting it. Tried for treason <laughs> but, as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, okay. You're, at least that's consistency right there. Right. <laughs> anyway. So. Um, Again, but yeah, one, I, there's two things I, I look at this as, yeah, it, it's not necessary because anybody that's been following this knows that the WB executives before all this happened were incompetent. They were absolutely incompetent because that's why DC and the DCEU is where it is because these fools didn't know what they were doing. Well, the DCEU is done. It's DC studios now, right? Yes. Let's, let's, let's get yeah, the difference. Yeah. But here's yeah. the thing. There's some last vestiges of the DCEU. Black this, Adam yeah. being one of them. Um, Titans, which has been actually pretty good for season four with the Blood, Brother Blood storyline. It's doing what we've asked all along. Just give us one villain. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's that's, doing That's it. a positive step. Right. Unfortunately, they've um, taken Black Tim Drake and done to him what they're doing to him in comics. Um, even with a guy named Bernard. So it's like, oh, my God, why? Like, he was actually turning into an interesting character. And now you've said, no, none of this stuff is interesting about him trying to learn the ropes and how to be Robin. He's gay. You know? It's like, And oh, that's all he's going to be. That's all now. he is. But that that's is, all they're going to focus that, on. That is, that. that is what we can expect from Greg Berlanti at this point. Um, the sooner, mm-hmm. to, be, to be 100% honest, the sooner all of these Arrowverse type shows go away the better dc will be mm-hmm. and unfortunately yes that means we have to sacrifice soups and lolo 
Yeah. And which I still love, which is the best superhero show that has come out of this Arrowverse. Even better mm-hmm. than the first two seasons of Arrow. Which is, uh, yeah, I not my, my I honestly won't. It brings me more joy than the first two seasons of Arrow. Fighting. I will say that. <laughs> yeah, because I love the first two seasons of Arrow. However, there was a, you know, there was a, I mean, it was almost not quite depressing, but it was extremely serious and it, it didn't have the joy for me, right. even though it, it was great. So, yeah, I will, I will say, I will, yes, I will say that. Yeah. I will, I will tepidly agree with that. Sure. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's one of those things, you know, it's, I like, I like that they have the plan. So, you know, and we've got all these, these, um, these in the, in the show notes, all the links. Um, but I do like that. (laughs) <laughs> James Gunn and Peter Safran are sworn in as co-chairman of DC and are getting to work on some secret plans, right? I, I love this. Um, the problem is, is they're working on Kingdom Come, according to you know rumors. So let's let's make sure that we stick to that. That that it's a rumor. I hope to God they don't just hop into Kingdom Come. If they did that, they would be that's basically the same mistake made at the start of Batman v Superman right. where they throw all this instead of focusing on as you were talking about Titans focusing on one villain yeah instead of focusing on one thing at a time they just did this hodgepodge because they saw the MCU and they said we want to catch we need to catch these guys so instead of saying okay looking at their blueprint and mm-hmm. saying, we can do the same thing with different characters. Right. We can take our times. They said, no, we have to do this now. Right. And, and I if mean, they start with kingdom come. Yeah. I, even with James Gunn and Ooh. Saffron there, if they start with that, they're putting themselves in a negative position. Yeah. I, at least right. I think so. I mean, they jump the gun you build up with there. Batman versus Superman. Like, never mind justice league. Yeah. They jump the gun. By telling yeah. half of the Dark Knight story and half of the Death of Superman story in one movie poorly. Yeah. I will say the characters that they've mentioned, um, a Lobo movie would be awesome. Unfortunately, Lobo yes. is Aquaman in the current DC movies, you know, sphere. Um, Gosh, he would have been a perfect Lobo. Oh, my God. Perfect. Like, he was born to play Lobo. Um Mr. Terrific, which I think a really cool, like, so take the Batman, right? Mm -hmm. Replace that with Mr. Terrific as that, like, dark, noir-y kind of mystery. Um, Lose all the Penguin stuff. And, and like, that's a cool tale to tell. If they're not going to do Mr. Terrific that way, do um, the question. But... Mr. Terrific having to solve a really cool cerebral, like seven type mystery would be awesome. And 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 yeah. do it over the span of a couple movies, right? Maybe three. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Kingdom Come are on the list for things that James Gunn absolutely wants to do. Earn it. Don't just do it, earn it. 
give us like characters over the next few years and then end with a time jumped kingdom come that shows how bad the DCEU has, has become. And there you go. Yes. Yeah. hundred percent. And, so. and who knows we, again, like you said, this is rumor, but also I, I, James Gunn's a smart guy. I, I hope he, I, I'm, pretty sure he this might this is this might be their end game slash infinity war right plan in not their batman v superman startup right so and here's the thing in the last article that's in our show notes um dc studios co-chairman james gunn confirms the dc universe will connect video games to live action films shows and cartoons so you can earn it in a much shorter amount of time than marvel did if everything matters and if you can keep canon straight and if you can build upon what's happening in the other things, I think you pull the video games out of it because not enough people are going to play the video games. But if you, yeah, if you do yeah. the, the movies, the shows and the animated series, you can do a lot, especially since you have that DC hub on Hobo max and in making sure that everything is housed there and it's in, um, not chronological order from when it comes out to watch, but order of importance in the story and how it's going. That would be such a game changing move that, you know, Marvel didn't have that because, you know, the plus didn't exist yet. And then when the plus got it, half of the stuff was still owned by Sony or at least all the good stuff. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, I don't know. I, 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 I'm, 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 I'm cautiously optimistic um, about this. I think, uh, I think the animation has been the strongest part of DC for quite a while. Um, oh, I th- absolutely. I think uh, the Arkham games were fun, but like this new Gotham Knights is. Uh, it took all the fun parts of um, the Arkham series, and it's like, well, no, we're not going to do that. We're just going to do the boring, repetitive shit. Um, and then the fact that you have to build every character up, you can't just have a character. Like, you can't just, like, switch and, like, be like, okay, I've earned all these that powers. That is crazy. Right. It's so yeah. dumb. It's like, so I'm only going to play as Nightwing. I'm never going to play as another character. I mean, I might play as Red Hood because he's got an actual range attack with the guns, but you know why? Yeah, I and again, I I hundred percent agree with your idea that look, don't including the video games in this is isn't a necessary step. If you want to keep it, it kind of like in the shadow, but it does you don't really need to link them because, like you said, there's only a small segment of the population that enjoys this stuff that's going to be playing the video games. Yeah. And if you want to keep those as Easter eggs for those people like us that do sometimes play these games, fine. But don't make it a, an important part of this whole new universe you're creating. Correct. And the other part of that is don't shoehorn the past stuff in. Make it yes. new. Net new. And start start yes. with a couple animated series. Test the waters. See what yeah. works. See what people like. You know? Um Test it with like a six six episode miniseries on Hobo Max, you know, like mm-hmm. make it make 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 HBO Max the destination for all DC content from like you know 
like um, movie, TV, animated content. And you're going to go a long way. And like, you know, they're like, oh, we're working on these character Bibles. Great. Base them off the actual characters. Don't change it. Don't use the current timeline characters. Go back to the pre-New 52 characters that people know and love. You, you know, keep in mind that Barry Allen was gone for 35 years, 30 plus years in comics. Not 30 plus years, 20 plus years. Hal Jordan was gone for 15 years in comics. Wally West and John John Stewart are the the flashing green Green Lantern that most people in your demographic are looking for. And uh, I will say this: that, that if they're still doing this, they they're retooling that new Green Lantern series mm-hmm. to focus on John Stewart. Right, which they obviously listen to our podcast. Yes, so, you're welcome. Uh, that's a free. That's a that's a freebie. So, yes, anyway, you're welcome, folks. Yeah, it, it's just one of those things that you know. Just continue to do it right, and we'll we'll be happy. You know. Yeah, one hundred percent. Just just pay close. And again, with James Gunn, I have faith because of what he did with Guardians and. Uh, like D-list characters in right. the in right. that were in the in the Marvel universe and how he made them real and uh, despite my issues with Guardians 2 overall the guy is a good filmmaker the guy does things he 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 knows what he's doing the problem so with, I the think problem that, with Guardians 2 was not as much James Gunn as it is a super crybaby Dave Batista Plain and simple. I, I just the dude. The I dude don't did, like what dude did a couple like cool like like you know the um you know even though I didn't like the movie like I liked him in it. Um, Blade Runner. Uh, he was the best part of that James Bond horrific Spectre. Um, oh yes, he was right. Yeah. And I stopped watching when he yeah. dies. Um, because like, well, there's no reason to watch this anymore. But yes. you know, he was like, "We need more. We need more of me in here." And it's like wrong. <laughs> no, you know, it's like uh, the the Lindsay Lindsay Lohan and um, Mean Girls. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. I but uh, overall, I think for DC, this because of the the just the richness of the characters they have having James Gunn at the helm of creating this bigger universe is mm-hmm. is only it. It's only going to do great things for not the char- just the characters, but for us, the fans. Right. Because we need something like this. Cool. You know, because the, the, the MCU has... The MCU right now is the Titanic. It's really, really, really taking on water right now. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's sad. So. All right. Well, on that note, I have to get out of here right at 47 minutes. Um, thank you all for listening. When we talk to you again next week, Daryl and I will both be a year older. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So happy birthday. I'm about to head out to the mountains and hike for a couple days and not have any access to technology. And I'm super excited about it. <laughs> Just don't take the wrong turn. I mean, it's me. I, I make the wrong decisions constantly. I was just talking about the movie Wrong Turn. I know what you're talking about, but I make the wrong decisions constantly. So, like, I just assume (laughs) that's going to happen. 
And for all you people with your your Spotify playlists that the number one thing you listened to was Kanye West, you still have to share that with the world. Own it. I don't think I've ever listened to a Kanye West song. I've listened to exactly five. I don't I don't I couldn't I tell you one. So yeah. Anyway, but I just think it's funny. I saw a bunch of people sharing them, and there was a ton of Kanye stuff, and I'm like, oh, that's a problematic playlist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. All right. On that note, we'll talk to you all next week. Happy birthday, Daryl, and we'll see you Happy soon. birthday, Brian. Bye. See ya. The Infamous Podcast is recorded in Kings Mills, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati. You can find new episodes every Sunday on Apple Podcast, YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcast, our website, or anywhere podcasts are downloaded. This show is hosted by Daryl Jasper and me, Brian Tudor. To find more information about the show, visit us at infamouspodcast.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at infamouspodcast to keep up with the show. We also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash infamouspodcast. We have some great rewards for our patrons and are looking for help to grow the show to bring you more of the content you want to hear. Music for this podcast is provided by Michael Henry from meetmichaelhenry.com. So, whenever you're listening to us, have a great day, night, evening, weekend, whenever it is, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.